your host, Nikki, and this is the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast, where I share tips, stories, and answer your questions on all things travel related. After traveling to 40 plus countries and counting, I can't wait to show you how simple it can be for you to travel the world. So stick around and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Nikki, coming back to you with another episode of the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast. I hope everybody is having a good week. I hope everybody is being productive, living your best life, doing what makes you happy, enjoying yourself, enjoying the time that you have with family, friends, and whoever you want to, even if it's just with yourself, because sometimes that's good too. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I had fun, you know, discussing my favorite European cities and posting uh, the um, articles, or not articles, posting the uh, reels and different Instagram advertisement about um, with some of the pictures from my trips and my favorite trips. I had a really good time uh, putting those together and just you know, reminiscing a little bit about some of those uh, trips that I've taken, some of the places that I've been and the experiences that I've had. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Maybe it put a little bug in your ear for a place that you can visit, something maybe that wasn't even on your radar that maybe now you can pull it in and you'll be, you know, headed to Poland or Greece or uh, Austria or even Italy, right? And so if that's the case, I look forward to hearing about your adventures and um, hopefully everything will go well and you'll you'll have a great time and you'll enjoy those places as much as I did. So let's uh, hop into this week's episode. This week, I want to talk to you a little bit about multi-country travel, right? So I think in the first season, I talked a little bit about uh, some of the occasions where I was able to hit multiple countries at uh, one time in one trip, right? So not necessarily flying to one place and then flying back home, but being able to take advantage of whether it was extending a work trip or whether it was just, you know, um, taking advantage of being, you know, hours and hours away, flying on a plane and then being somewhere and then taking advantage of of that. Um so today I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things around multi-country travel. I've done it several times and each experience has been really good and, I, and I'm glad I was able to, to hit multiple countries at once. So one of the, the first benefits, obviously, that I want to talk to you about is cost, right? Budget. From a budget perspective, it just makes a lot of sense. Now, granted, it would be more, probably more costly if you than going to just maybe one country and having a shorter stay, right? Because there is some added cost where you're probably going to have to have extra transportation, even though you're closer in, in country and it's cheaper than flying from your home country. But if you didn't do it at all, obviously there's a savings there. But let's say you already had on your agenda that you wanted to go to these two different countries or three different countries, how many ever you managed to fit in on your multi-country trip, obviously it's more cost effective if you take one flight over and 
you know, when you're in the, in that particular country or on, on that particular continent, for instance, um, if you're already over in Asia, right. And if you're flying from the U S flying to Asia is quite a, quite a distance in terms of flight time. So you, you know, maybe you're, you're headed to one country and you have a little extra vacation time, PTO time, whatever, or you're retired and you just got time in general. Um, if that's the case and you want to add on, you know, a, a trip or uh, see a little bit more while you're there, then obviously it's cheaper to once you're in in country or on the continent to either take a train from one country to the next country, take a, a you know, a, a cheaper flight uh, once you're over there. Um, very, very cheap in a lot of cases. I'm not sure what the post-COVID uh, cost uh, airfare prices are looking like for those uh, more in-country type of airlines, especially for like Asia, because I I've flown Air Asia before, um, and it, there was another um, airline that was kind of local that I flew as well when I was over there. But um, looking at that, it's definitely cost effective, especially if you're on Europe, right? You can take trains from country to country. And that's a very, very cheap. I think um, when I was talking about the, the trip that that I took with my mom in episode nine, even looking back to the first time that I went out of the country, when I went to the UK to visit a friend who was um, working abroad over there, I we took a, a, a train from London to Paris and it was like 55 euros at the time. And I think one one way was like 55 euros and the other way was 35 euros. I saved the ticket stubs. That's how I know this. But um, obviously, that's pretty cheap to get from one country to another country experiencing different cultures. Yes, they're both European, but it's a whole different flavor and flair, right? So cost effectiveness is definitely what I would say is the number one reason why trying multiple countries in one trip is a good idea and I've done it several times. The second reason why I think, you know, multiple countries um at the same time is a is a good is a good idea to experience is because it's a time saver, right? Extend your trip, right? So let's talk about the first time that I did this was uh, work for work. I was going to Singapore for work. I was going to be there for a conference. Flew out on a, I think I flew out on the Thursday night. Yep, I flew out on the Thursday night. Um, the flight was so long. It was a direct flight. It's 19 hours. And so I said to myself, self, <laughs> if you're going to go all the way over to Asia and you're going to be over there already for, you know, five, seven, five to seven days, for this work conference, you might as well take advantage of it. And you have some vacation time. So I talked to my boss at the time and I said, hey, you know, I know I'm going over for this conference. Do you mind if I just extend my trip and I'm gonna take a week of vacation while I'm over there? So, you know, I'll be going work for a week and then I'll be out on vacation for the following week. There's no difference in, in um, in the flight. And so for me, it was definitely cost effective because I was going over for work. So my flight over 
to uh, Singapore and my return flight back home was covered by my company because I was going for business and it was no difference if I returned on the Sunday after the conference or the following Sunday. The price, the ticket price was the exact same. So it was like, okay, my, my boss was like, yeah, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. So the only thing that I had to cover was once the conference was over and everybody checked out, I headed out to my next country. And so in trying to plan that trip, I was trying to think like, where do I want to go? What's, you know, again, keeping cost in mind, but trying to take it, take best advantage of the time that I had, right? Um, and so I was like, I definitely want to go to Malaysia because that's close. The flights from Singapore to Malaysia was like 40 bucks, something, something very cheap. One way flight, um, hopped on the plane and, you know, went over to Malaysia and then I was trying to figure out, can I get a third country in there? Can I split my time? I have a week. So, you know, two and a half days or three days here and two days there and fly back to Singapore so I can catch my flight out on Sunday back home. And it was a toss up between Bali and Thailand. And so I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. I was kind of asking around, but everybody that I asked at that point had never really been to either or. So it was really kind of me doing my research online, trying to figure out, well, what am I looking for? Do I want to go to Thailand and, you know, touristy? Do I want to go to Bali and just be by the water and kind of relax and that whole chill vibe? Ultimately, I ended up choosing Thailand and I went to Bangkok and amazing food. Some of the best Thai food that I've ever had, clearly, hands down. And so, you know, taking advantage of that time when you're already there, if it's for a work trip, or even sometimes it could be a layover. So I, when I went to South Africa, we had like almost a, I would say it was at least 15 hour, um, at least a 15 hour layover in Switzerland. So we, you know, we got out got out the airport when we landed, uh, went, toured, took a tour, took the train into the city, took a tour, grabbed some lunch, took the train back to the airport, you know, went to the lounge, took a shower, changed our clothes, and then got ready for our next flight. So, you know, even in that case, it was a smaller time um, that we had, but we were able to get another country in there and kind of see see the sights and, and, and play tourists and, and take advantage of that that long layover, that time that we have. So that's another benefit um, of time and how you can use that to your advantage when you're looking at multi-country type of trips. And then I would just say the experience of it all, right? Just being able to experience um, multiple cultures and seeing the contrast trying different food and just getting that overall feel and vibe and like I said every country is different every town may be different or city may be different and have a different feel for it right so why not be able to get as much exposure as you can and again you know time is limited and we don't we don't we want to take advantage of it when we can and be able to to have those experiences. So for me, when I went on that Singapore trip, like Singapore has its own flares. One of the things, you know, we went, 
we went on tours and different things like that with with our job and then they have the gardens and they have the 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 nightlife and they have the the beautiful skyscrapers and then it's the water you can take a boat ride and we did that and went to visit different temples and um experience of food there's a lot of high-end shopping there and and different things that I was able to experience in Singapore versus um, a Thailand where I went and it was just a whole different vibe. It's a big city, but it just had a different flavor and a different feel. That's where you see the, what do they call them? Like the tuk-tuks and um, just, the, just the people in general and, and, and the, the setup of the city just get a different feel. Malaysia. It was a lot of shopping malls. I mean, my hotel was across from this huge shopping mall. Um, And that's what I remember about that. Good shopping, good um, fun sites, the culture, seeing different things. Um, And so that's a benefit of it too. The most recent, I would say, multicultural or multi-country trip that I went on was I had planned a... Or joined a trip, uh, a women's uh, group trip to to Jordan because I wanted to go to Petra. And this particular group um, that I follow on Facebook, they were sponsoring a trip to Petra. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Petra. And then on top of that, someone um, that I had met, she's actually a soror of mine. She, uh, when I went to Greece, she did, she went on a group trip to Egypt and then she tagged on Israel and Jordan and so I was like how was that and and you know looking at her pictures and things like that so I was like I think I'm gonna do something similar so that's exactly what happened I booked a group trip like I said to go to Jordan and we went to Petra and um, a mom and um, a couple of other places within Jordan and then but before I met up with the group I said okay I'm gonna book a trip to Egypt so I went solo to Egypt obviously I hooked up with a um, tour guide that she actually recommended and then got in contact with that, that particular person and they were able to show me around so I spent like three and a half days in Egypt Cairo flew into Cairo was in Cairo for a day and a half then I flew to Luxor I was there for a day um, a day and a half and then I left Luxor and flew to uh, Jordan to meet up with the tour group. And so that was an opportunity for me to take advantage of already heading over on a trip. And so I added my own little flavor to the front and the back end. And then when the, once the group trip was over in Jordan, right? So Egypt, solo, there by myself, obviously with tour guides and with support and help. Got to see the pyramids, then went to Luxor, got to see Karnak Temple and some other beautiful places, did a high air balloon ride, uh, really, you know, hung out with the tour guide and we went into town and just hung out and um, with the local people and just got a flavor and a, and a vibe for Luxor, which was really a laid back um, city, very much more laid back than Cairo. Cairo is super busy and lots of people. Um, and then met up with the, the group and that was already a trip that was already planned out. So really, I just got to immerse myself and enjoy it and, you know, seeing Petra and the beauty 
um, in that and all that that had to offer. And then meeting up with my roommate who I didn't know before the trip. So experiencing that and she was great. And then also the ladies on the trip, we had a great time and had some funny stories definitely about that. And then once I left there, I flew to Israel, Tel Aviv. And that was a whole nother experience. I talked about that, you know, staying in the Airbnb and different things like that. But I added that trip on. I had no true plans. It was just kind of, I'm in the vicinity. It's close proximity. It's easy to get to. The flights are cheap to, to add these two pieces on there. So let me do that while I'm already over here because I don't know when I'm coming back. So let me take advantage of it. And again, different vibe. Israel, Tel Aviv, I went to Jerusalem, I went to Palestine. And I just, you know, enjoyed while I was there and had a good time and tried to soak it all in. The food, the culture, the people, people watching, good weather, history, um, all of that, right? And so there's definitely benefits, right? The benefit of money, you can, it can be cost effective for you. The benefit of time, you're saving time because you're, you know, knocking out multiple places at once and, you know, you you can get around quickly while you're already over there. You're already adjusted to the time zone change. So you don't have to worry about jet lag. You're probably recovered by the time you hit your second country. And then the experience, right? The experience of multiple cultures, multiple experiences, and vibes and feel, food, flavor, all of that good stuff. So if you get the opportunity to think about that, consider it. If you have a long layover, if you're trying to get to one place and you have a long layover, see if you can, you know, leave the airport and go and and see a little bit of that country, city, place that you're laying over instead of just staying in the airport for hours upon hours, get out. And sometimes, again, I think I said this in a previous episode, the airports might even offer tours um, and you can go and they will, you know, uh, facilitate that. You don't have to necessarily do it on your own. And then also, if you if there's somewhere you desire or you maybe, maybe there's another place you desire and you can get a cheaper ticket to somewhere close, because that's what happened when I went to Greece. You know, we flew into we flew into Rome because it was cheaper than trying to get a ticket from the US to 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 Athens. It was cheaper to go from the US to Rome and then from Rome to Athens, back from Athens to Rome and then back from Rome to to the US. So it was it was much cheaper to do our ticket that way than it was to just fly directly from the United States to to Greece. So again, these are all things that you should take into consideration when you're looking to book trips and when you're looking to get out there, when you're looking to explore this world. There's many different ways that you can do it. There's many different things that you could take advantage of. I mean, there's tips, other tips and tricks that I I haven't even discovered yet, right? And and or put to use. But these are just some of the things that I have experienced and that I've done. Or if I see someone else do it, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. This is a good consideration. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Hopefully this will get you your wheels turning and something for you to think about the next time you're trying to plan a trip. Or even if you weren't necessarily considering going to this particular country, but you see a good flight deal and you're like, oh, that's amazing. $400 to get me from here to Spain. Hmm. I didn't necessarily want to go to Spain, 
but maybe there's somewhere I wanted to go that's close to Spain. So let me take this $400 deal, get over to Spain, and then how about maybe it's another $100 or $150 to get me from Spain to where I really wanted to go. So I'll just use that as an opportunity to see Spain or, or a, yeah, a city in Spain and then also get to where I really was intending to go. Right. So it's just another way of thinking about things and another opportunity to benefit um, in this thing called travel. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Looking forward to kicking it with you again next week. Until then, peace. That's it for this week's episode of the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast. If you have feedback or questions on tonight's episode or anything travel related, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Red Chuck Chronicles. But before you go, make sure you click subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Nikki, wishing you adventure and beautiful sunsets as you travel the world. Thanks for listening. See you next Thursday, same time, same place. Peace.